Welcome to episode three of 98 Perspective. We made it We did it. (laughs) We're already on a better track than we were when we started. I know. It only took a couple, what, two weeks? Two weeks, Instead of four months. Hell, that's yeah. (laughs) Just getting this week done was like a a feat on its own, but... Oh my god, dude. So like we said last time... I we, I was supposed to try and go to bed at 10.30. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah, I was going to, like, not bring this up and be like, uh, it wasn't going to be the guy that was like, uh, teacher, what about the homework? Uh? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I what was... about that homework? <laughs> Fuck you, Ted. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, yeah. I was supposed to go to bed at 10.30 uh, normally on a normal basis, and I did that, like, twice, like, on accident because I was tired, but I really didn't try that hard. Sadly enough, I noticed though on the days I did go to bed at 10:30, I felt really good the next day though. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed my goal was to not hit snooze more than twice and What did you text me the day after <laughs> that we made those promises? Oh, I, <laughs> I failed. I didn't do it. Oh my gosh, I think I hit it like six times this morning. <laughs> God damn it. No, let's see. The first one went off at 6 15 mm-hmm. second one went off at 6 30 the third one at 6 45 <laughs> at another one at 7 15 and then i was up at 7 30 so five times so oh four times God. four times because i got up on the fifth one i actually broke my habit of hitting the snooze button by accident really and that is because i know exactly when i need to wake up to barely make it to work on time <laughs> and that is 6 44 a.m <laughs> exactly on the dot yeah because i have to leave my house by uh by seven o'clock to make it on time yeah it takes me a half hour to get to work now that changed i have to go earlier on monday now but yeah that's a whole other story that's but a whole other realm <laughs> i accidentally turned my alarm off instead of hitting the snooze button when i knew i could snooze for another 15 minutes oh. so i set an alarm for the exact time because i don't use my phone i use an actual alarm clock yeah. so i set my alarm to be the exact time i needed to get up and now that's and i'm too lazy to change it back so now i just wake up exactly when i know i have to get up so I just kind of force myself to. Isn't it great when laziness just pulls through for you? <laughs> yeah. But then it's like I'm still scrambling because I'm barely <laughs> going to make it to work on time. But I know that like I can do it. Yeah, I did discover, though, honestly, is even though I didn't reach the goal, and I think this is important for goal setting, and I think it's important to recognize when you do have the little victories and it's important to support yourself. Mm-hmm. Because while I didn't meet my actual goal of not hitting snooze mm-hmm. more than twice, I discovered that... If I just go to bed earlier, I don't need to hit snooze as many times because I'm more awake. Mm -hmm. So in the end, it taught me the goals that I needed to modify to be able to reach the goal that I actually want to. Well, that's good at least. It's like making the steps, you know? (laughs) Part of my, part of that same thing was why I don't go to bed at 1030 is because I make plans that I know I won't be home until after that or like I'll do things that I know will take more time yep it's like I need to like manage my time better and like and like making those goals sometimes even if you don't complete them you should hopefully try and see what it is that's helping you like not I mean not helping you but making it so you can't or like what you're doing Mm -hmm. to yourself to make you not reach those goals and then work on those it's like getting smaller and smaller and smaller down well it's kind of like what we talked about in the last episode with Atomic Habits is that there's that British cycling team that I talked about in the last episode, finding those little pieces and fixing those little 1%. You know, your main goal, don't hit snooze more than twice. Well, if you're going to bed, you know, at Mm -hmm. one o'clock in the morning, you're going to want to hit snooze a lot more. So by fixing that little 1% and then maybe 
you know, putting your phone down when you get in your room so that I'm speaking directly to myself. So (laughs) putting your phone down so that (laughs) so that you don't feel tempted to just sit there and look at it and spend more time awake. Like actually go to bed when you say Mm -hmm. you want to go to bed. Don't spend time looking at social media. Exactly. Perfect segue. I was going to say that was a really good recap of last time. But what we said we were going to talk about this time is social media. And so we did a little brainstorming beforehand to try and get like our thoughts together. But this is going to be a little of a different one because we have a lot of different weird kind of like ideas about how we feel about social media. But it's all very convoluted and complicated, just like how social media is in our lives right now. So I guess we can start on like the broad topic of uh, the first note I I took down on this topic was social media like Twitter is so addictive. But why? And that's kind of a broad kind of topic on its own. And we all kind of know social media is addicting, but we kind of wanted to get into why we think it is and how we can like kind of turn it either like still using it, but to like a better effect. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think something too is that with social media, we talked about this a little bit in the last episode, the concept of instant gratification. Mm -hmm. You know, we live in a world where, as I said in the last episode, you can go up to a drive through and you can have your food within three minutes and that's paying, going through the drive through and leaving. Yep. And that's, you know, obviously when it's quicker, because sometimes we know it takes like 10 to 15, but that's 10 to 15 minutes to get exactly what you were going there to get, you know? It's not this, I'm going to start going to the gym and not see results for two or three months, you know? You're starting from ground zero. It's Mm -hmm. not this instant thing that, you know, you go to the gym once and all of a sudden you're shredded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but when you're sitting at home and you're bored or you need a distraction or whatever, you can just hop on social media. You can hop on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, and you can mindlessly browse for hours upon hours with instant content all the time. It's something to fill your time that you don't have to work for, really, you know? Mm -hmm. Do you ever think about, like, while you're scrolling, you're like, where does this shit come from half the time? It's like somebody put, like, effort into, like, making it. And sometimes you'll, like, see something you've recognized from, like, YouTube or something else you've seen. But there's just so much stuff on there. Mm -hmm. Like, all the food videos and all this and that. And, like, there's just so much. You can get lost in there forever. Oh, yeah. And it's it's, all really nice. It's, like, it is, like, made to draw you in and not let you go. Well, it's it's made to be enticing, you know? You want to spend your time looking at it. This is something that actually just barely popped into my mind like 30 seconds ago. Uh-huh. Not even 30 seconds. It was closer to like maybe 10 now. So when you go into a casino, mm-hmm. they don't have clocks anywhere. They don't have windows and any doors that they have tend to be tinted so that you can't see what time of day it is outside so that you get sucked in and you're not focusing on what time it is because you don't even know what time it is. Have you ever noticed how some social media apps, once you go into them, if you click on a video feed or something, the time disappears. Yeah. You don't have, you can't see the time at the top of your phone. It's not there. Hmm. So you can get sucked in for hours and hours and not even know how long it's been. Don't know if that's like a that tactic, is, I think but. That, I think that is a, like, I think that's something they definitely have actively thought about too. Yeah. For what? Because I get annoyed that I can't see the, the time sometimes. Oh, I always have to go out to look at it. I have yeah. to slide out of whatever I'm doing and it creates an inconvenience for me. Yeah. And it's crazy how the slightest inconvenience of it can just draw you to not do it at all. You're like, whatever, I don't even need to know what time it, time it is. It was two o'clock, like, I don't know, maybe Some... 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I don't know. And it's actually been three hours. And yeah, you have no idea. The sun is setting. You're confused. <laughs> it's like when you wake up after like a nap from school or whatever. After, yeah. Yeah. Honestly. All of a sudden dinner's ready and you're like, what the fuck? I'm in another dimension. What How did the- this happen? <laughs> but with that too, 
jumping back into the vein of social media being addictive, I mean, if you think about it too, gambling's addictive. Yeah. They And the whole point of a service, the whole point of a service is for it to be used. So they're going to do whatever they can to keep you using it for as long as possible because yep. if everybody just all of a sudden stopped using social media, mm-hmm. those businesses would burn to the ground. Yeah. They would they would fail, you and know? One thing that like makes you use social media so much more is they actually promote stuff to you that makes you angry because you're more often likely to tweet and you're more often likely to leave a comment and post if you feel very strongly about a specific subject. So when you leave a bunch of comments on like an anti-abortion or a pro-abortion post, it notices that you want to do that and it's it kind of uses algorithms to detect your feelings on it and it starts to push that stuff towards you, mm-hmm. especially politics. Facebook is known to do this. Twitter oh, is known ridiculous. to do this. In ridiculous amounts. I looked at my mom's feed. I don't get a lot of this stuff because I don't interact with it a lot. My mom's Facebook feed is just constant. Every post is something about Trump. Something about Trump. And I'm like, mom, why do you go – like she hates him. She hates him so much. But every single thing – I literally watched her scroll. It was it's all about she Trump. Comments, she comments. She always shares things. She reacts. has some – she interacts with it. That's the mm-hmm. thing is it, it's based off of interaction. So if you're sitting there and you're constantly interacting with these posts, that's what you're going to see. That's yeah. what's going to be in your feed, you know. And that's totally right. You are so much more likely to say something or make a comment when you feel passionately about things. I don't ever post on Facebook. And mm-hmm. I don't comment on things on Facebook. It's nope. so rare. But let me tell you, one of my families comes out saying, oh, well, abortion is murder. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> sit up and shut like, sit yeah, up. That's what, shut that's up and what'll sit get down. You to comment. That's what will get you to do it. Exactly. And I'll interact with those posts because I have strong feelings on them, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's also interesting, too, to see the social media is so catered. It is so catered. It gives you the things that you talk about. It gives you the music that you listen to. It gives, there's, there's just so many things that pop up that say sponsored. And you're yep. like, I was talking about this an hour and a half yep. ago. It's, I've never seen an ad for this before in my life, but I was talking about it and now it's here. They're yep. constantly just pushing like, hey, look, 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 yep. look. So the other thing with social media being super addictive is it preys on the fact that human beings instinctually and naturally are driven to be accepted. Mm-hmm. We function, God, why couldn't I come up with that word? <laughs> we function in a group. We function with a, a group mentality, you know. We are constantly trying to do things to impress other people, and we hold the view that other people have of us very highly because it influences our self-esteem. Yeah. And so when you post something, when you make a comment on something, and it gets a bunch of likes, retweets, reposts, yep. all this stuff, it fuels those endorphins in your brain and you're like man people like me people think Mm -hmm. i'm funny people enjoy the content that i'm posting and you get that gratification that instant gratification from people liking and interacting with your content those numbers mean something and like i've even noticed on twitter i have like not even i have like around a hundred followers which is like nothing in the grand scheme of things but i will go and check that number every once in a while and i'll get like a little happy like oh 100 people look they like want to follow me and see what i say they see everything that i do on Twitter. Well, it's, that's why there's this entire this entire concept of buying followers. Mm-hmm. Instagram is notorious for buying 100%. I used to do that when followers. I was a kid. It was easy. It's so easy. You well, didn't have to pay for it back then. One of the other interesting things is, too, is you can tell if people buy them. Mm-hmm. You can tell if people buy them. All you have to do is you see that they have, you know, 5,000. It's, it's, it's not that hard. If somebody has 5,000 plus followers and they only get 70 likes on average but per photo. on Instagram, you don't see likes anymore. Really? You don't, you haven't noticed that? No. You don't know. They took away likes altogether. It says this person, somebody you're following and several others, thousands of others or hundreds of others. It doesn't say the exact number anymore. They took it away completely. I still have the number. What? Really? Where? Yeah. 
80 likes. Well, I guess, oh, no, yeah, liked by 80 others. Mine doesn't do that. Have you, do you need Let an update? Let me see if it? I need an update. <laughs> this is going to be a <laughs> but whole. But yeah, because they, they rolled that update out uh, forever ago. Because, well, like, I'll show you mine. I explore some, some shit. See, I have my, that same updates. post and others. Wow. That's whack. Yeah. That is weird. So they, they toyed with that. So what's crazy is, like, not even just. I like that, though, because it, I think it incentivizes more people because I to post. So I'll finish that thought. It incentivizes more people to post because I used to not like to use Instagram because I'd see it would be like, oh, your friend and 20 other people liked it. I was like, uh, I mean, like, it's it sucks. not like, it doesn't have a reach. Yeah, you know? it's like it's like, yeah, 20 people liked it. But I have like 200 followers like, oh, I feel stupid. And then like yeah. I'll post something later that gets like 70. I'm like, OK, that one can stay. See, but now it doesn't matter because people can't see it anyway. So anything that I post, people have the same reaction. Well, like, and with so with this social media addiction and things like that, um, it's interesting to look at that and think, you know, now it's all going to become about the number of followers that you have. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how many people interact with your posts. It just matters how many followers you have. And people still base so much of their self-worth off of these numbers yeah. that people will just buy followers to say, like, look at how many people are viewing my content. I'm popular. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm big in it, you know? And what's funny is after they buy those followers, people see that they have a lot of followers and then they follow them and then it turns into real people. It's like, it's literally buying success yeah. for no effort. It's crazy. Well, and the fact is, too, is that you know, after you get so many followers and so many people interacting with your content, that platform will pay you. Yep. That platform pays you. Or not even just that. You'll get sponsors. Like, mm -hmm. if you're just a hot person on Instagram now, you'll get a sponsorship from whoever, like some random soy milk freaking soylent company, and they'll <laughs> pay you to post pictures with their shit. See, and so to segue into something else with that is if you think about what it was like several years ago before smartphones were invented before you know you could look at what jessica on her trip to italy is doing mm -hmm. you know eating gelato on a pier yeah it's you're looking at that life and you're putting so much envy into it and just i wish i could have that i wish i could be that yeah. you know but back before social media even existed you didn't know what those people were doing yeah you had no idea and so now we spend so much time viewing these accounts and viewing these profiles and saying to ourselves you know i wish i had that life i wish that was me we're no longer focused on the life that we have right now mm -hmm. and the things that we can do to improve where we are right now we're constantly just reaching for this you know for some people could very well be an unattainable goal yeah you know anybody can make money anybody can you know grind and hustle you know but the fact is is that top one percent that i can tell you right now most people are probably following most people follow i called kylie jenner out in the last episode yeah, and yeah, i'm yeah, calling yeah, her yeah. out again man <laughs> man you know like you're I have like a devil's advocate for this point though too so. yeah that's that's fair and i love a devil devil's mm. advocate i love to hear the opposing side yeah but you know people like Kylie Jenner and people like I don't even know she's just the first one that comes to mind because she's just she's like, she, like it's that on. pretty Instagram model lifestyle you know Lily Pons she was she got famous on Vine and now she's just super hot and has a lot of followers and yeah. is like a pretty person making funny videos and it's like anybody can make funny videos but then you have to get discovered there's all these little pieces that go into it that are coincidental and happenstance and like mm -hmm. just discovery you know somebody saw a meme and shared it around and now that person who made that video or that meme is fucking famous yeah but it's just happenstance it just 
it just kind of happened, you know? Living in today's life with social media is very odd. And I think I think about this a lot about how I wish my life had more structure because back when you're in high school and stuff, like there's a structure to your life. You're like doing specific things at a specific time and everybody's kind of in that structure. And I think after high school, you have to figure out your own structure and stuff. But in life before all this internet stuff, the structure of life was go to high school, go to college, get a job, and there was a structure. Like everybody did the same thing. Mm -hmm. And the devil's advocate for that point is that in certain communities, all you had to base off of what your success and your is was your surroundings. Is like what you strive for is what you see in other people around you in your community. So if you're born in Kentucky and you're in the middle of a cornfield and you live in a small town Iowa, you you know that there's lawyers and you know that there's businessmen. And this is before the internet. But that's right? not what you base your success off of because that's not who's around you. It's other yeah, people who so, own farms. Yeah, so and you're like, oh, this, oh, freaking. Jimmy's dad from down the street has a has a Bentley because he he has a he's a farmer and like he he has like 15 acres of land and grows corn. That's like if that's what you see as success in life, that's what you're going to strive for even though maybe you'll be better or better off doing or happier doing something else. You might even have other know. skills to do something so else. So with social too. media though, you can kind of and the internet, you can kind of use it to find what you want and like and see cuz like if you see to somebody wearing find Supreme, inspiration. if you see Kylie Jenner doing all this stuff, you have something to base what you want off of it, but it can also like that's the devil's advocate part is like it can be good to like help you motivate yourself or help people see like in maybe some lower income communities or something what to but strive for. There is for. more out there, but the people up there are one. They're just kind of like fucking on the people down there because they're they're using and abusing people in those lower income situations to mm-hmm. stay at the top by asking for donations and asking for all this other kind of stupid stuff. Kylie Jenner selling her makeup even though it's like awful garbage to like you know people like. People like us, I don't know. Not college, other college students, poor, yeah. poor college people that are trying to so, be bougie. But I guess I had a I had a devil's advocate for your devil's advocate. Oh shit, we're going inception <laughs> level deep here. Okay. Inception level deep with that social media shit. With people, you know, you said it's a way to view what success you want. It opens the doors for you know you don't just have to be a corn farmer mm-hmm. in Kentucky. But the abuse comes in where you have to be following the proper people to actually make it down those paths, you know? Because, again, the fact is people that were just discovered happenstance, you know, they made a viral video, they sent a viral tweet, they, you know, talked to somebody famous, something Mm -hmm. like that. They were discovered by this happenstance. The fact is, is that doesn't happen for many people. So you're following all these people that were discovered by happenstance. Mm -hmm. You're And yes, they put work into their content. This is not to say that these people are lazy and they don't do shit, you know? Obviously, they put work into their content. You can see, though, from their success that their content has gotten better because now they're sponsored, they have money, they have all of these things to help fuel their success because they were discovered by happenstance because they got shared just a couple more times than everybody else and those are the people that you're following and I feel bad to say that it's unrealistic because you know obviously calling people's goals unrealistic isn't something that you want to go around doing often but the fact is is that getting discovered by happenstance again is such a limited opportunity mm-hmm. you know not everybody is going to get discovered i'm probably not going to get discovered by happenstance you know yeah i mean maybe hopefully with this podcast one <laughs> would only hope i shouldn't say that i'm gonna knock on wood real quick with your devil's advocate devil's advocate i have another point. oh no it's just that the goals that you are able to visualize in your life come from what you see and what you hear and what you do so with social media if your main goal 
is to get all those followers just like that other person does, you're looking at it wrong. Mm-hmm. What you should be doing is seeing what they're doing and how they're doing it and what you can do with what you like to do. So say, hmm, I watch YouTubers and stuff, and I don't really know what I want to do with life and I don't know what's going on, but I watch a YouTuber every night to fall asleep where he just restores items without talking. He'll find some rusty, old, oh, a- I've antique seen these. things. I've seen these, yeah. like the guns and the swords yeah. and the katanas. And I, I fall asleep to them because it's like ASMR kind of, and it's like cool, and they like restore them. But if I thought... Wow, I really think res- restoration stuff is cool. Your ma- your first thing shouldn't be make a YouTube channel and like try and do exactly what they're doing. What you should do is try and focus on yourself. But like what social media and what I'm saying that like is good about it is that it gives you it opens you up to all these different opportunities and things that you might not have seen before. Right. Because I wouldn't have even thought about like restoring things as a job or even a hobby ever if unless I saw the YouTube videos about it and now I kind of wanted to see like dip my toes into the water and see if I yeah. can restore some stuff I want to get tools and do that kind of stuff and I wouldn't have seen that without that yeah and it's it's definitely a good tool um and again it, ju- it just goes with the abuse of it and the use of it as a tool yeah so to segue from necessarily the abuse from it and the bad things about social media there's a lot of good to be had with social media too mm-hmm. you know it's you have a new way for icons and role models and all these people that you necessarily probably would have never been able to interact with before this new platform to interact with success and this new platform to be able to reach out to the people that inspire you and granted you know who's to say anybody ever messages back Mm -hmm. but who's to say that they never will you know there's we talked about Ed Milet before in his podcast um, in previous episodes, but he has this thing where he tries to interact with as many people as he can. People comment on his posts, and he says he spends hours just going through responding, messaging, like, huh. you know, and there's there's people that are successful and, again, that are those idols and those icons that are so good about, you know, fan interaction and things like that that it, it I think it opens a lot of doors for people in a lot of different ways. Yeah. And the, the really, again, back to the same thing, the only way to do that back then is go to college, meet a professor who maybe knows somebody that has graduated and gone into a field and like kind of work your way in. Trickle your way through, through the stream. Talking and like, and like meeting people in real life and all this other stuff. And it's a lot easier to try and do that with social media. It has made networking so Literally, much easier. With you right now. Who are you talking to, Maddie? Oh my gosh. Who are you talking right to? Now. Time to? I'm going to point you out because I know you want to talk about it, but I, <laughs> I knew you weren't going to bring it up on your own. I currently am talking to my absolute favorite musicians, uh, photographer and videographer right now. Mm-hmm. And the way that I got into contact with him is he actually followed me on Twitter. And I saw that he was an events photographer and I decided, you know, I'm going to shoot him a message. And I'd, I've messaged a couple other concert photographers on Twitter before and they don't ever message back. Yeah. You know, they don't ever message back. And I'm like, it's a shot in the dark. We'll just see what he has to say, you know. So I shoot him a message and a couple minutes later he messages me back and he says that he is currently touring with my favorite artist of all time, Drulu. I love them with my whole heart. And he's touring with them. He's doing their cinematography for them. And that's something that I personally have been looking into because I love concerts. I love photography. If I can combine the two, you know, might as well. But total shot in the dark. And that right there is such amazing networking. I mean, just in the fact that I might get to meet my favorite artist of all time. That Mm -hmm. right there is insane enough as is. But the fact that there's now a line of, at least has been, a line of communication with me and this person that if... I had questions or if I had 
things that I wanted to discover or something that I now have a slight, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Advantage. Advantage. That's the word I'm looking for. I don't know why I can think of that word. (laughs) I now have a slight advantage over somebody who say maybe has never talked to Mm -hmm. a professional concert photographer you and know? it's easy for anyone now to even just follow those people and like try and get in contact and try and message them it's like very open and, and social media is like mm-hmm. especially twitter where it's like you can really just tweet straight at anybody you want like on facebook if you wanted to find somebody you'd have to get them to add your friend and then mm-hmm. like you kind of kind of talk to them it doesn't work like that i can at anyone i want right now exactly and that's something that's so cool with these more open platforms like twitter and Instagram is you can have these unlocked accounts. You can have these, you know, fan and I don't know, celebrity or relationships. Like, yeah, not like, like relationships, but like interactions. Interactions. You, know? that's you, you can have these interactions with these idols and these icons and these mentors and these people that you want to find. You have a much higher likelihood of getting into contact with these people than you ever would have before social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next topic I have here is about how social media is completely changing some of the things that we have as like mainstays in like technology. Because what I'm what I'm referencing is not a single person over probably the age of eighteen ha- doesn't have a phone bill or like is connected to like either Verizon, Sprint, or AT and T. Like we all have a phone number, right? Mm-hmm. And we all call and text. But I can slowly see the the like certain companies such as Snapchat taking over that kind of like idea of like getting in contact with people communication communication in general and like phasing out almost like texting on its own because right now you have to pay you have to pay to call people and text to have a phone number right and everybody kind of needs a phone number but it's slowly becoming I can call anyone I want on Snapchat for free I can text anyone I want on Snapchat for free and I think it's really interesting to see how we're kind of slowly moving towards a new type of way of communicating almost completely internet based that is internet based and free and like eventually it's going to be like you can already see tv taking a fat dive dish network and direct tv oh my god they're going to be gone well because everybody exclusively uses streaming yeah i think with social media and phone numbers and stuff to go in that same vein it is very interesting to see it being phased out i mean i personally use snapchat as a means of communication more than i use call or text i mean i snapchat my dad i don't I don't text my dad. I don't call my dad. I Snapchat my dad, mm-hmm. you know, and even with older generations, you know, like my dad, he, he doesn't call or text me. He Snapchats me. If he has something he wants to ask me or something he wants to say, mm-hmm. very, very, very rarely will he ever text me. But I do think that with this social media age of communication coming in, nothing is free. Nothing is ever truly free. And so I think if texting and calling were to ever truly be phased out, inevitably you would have to pay for a subscription to snapchat or you'd have to pay for a subscription like it'd be like a premium i doubt it because when things start to get when people start have to paying for things when they didn't when they're very used to not having to pay for them before other things pop up and take their place yeah start because the reason snapchat started letting people text and like or what is it text now or whatsapp those things started popping up as a better means of communication in certain countries where getting a phone number is like almost impossible or it's too expensive. Mm-hmm. And so things come to replace those things. So Snapchat decided to start charging. That's the same reason Google hasn't charged. If Google felt like charging a subscription fee for having a Gmail account, everyone on this fucking planet would have to start charging, like paying for it. Yeah. And they could do it if they wanted to. And we just can't live without Gmail. We can't. 
there's no way to like live without Gmail. But if they started to, something else would slowly start to creep up that's Tra- free. Start to take its place. Yeah. So I think eventually, it, but it's depending on what we t- we think is free because the reason it's free is because they're probably stealing all inform- all of our information. Yeah, we have given them text. something in exchange. Yeah, there's probably like we've given them privacy in exchange for yeah given up privacy in exchange for free communication yeah because they're probably scanning our texts and seeing like we talk about coke oh let's give him some coke ads on the next like thing he watches on the stories page or something yeah speaking of which on those stupid ads do you see the quit jewel one with a guy falling into the pool no oh my god how has nobody else seen this (laughs) i have been getting the same ad on snapchat real i haven't gotten any other ad for weeks the same ad of this guy with a jewel taped to his chest falling into a pool. And there's I haven't seen a single other ad. And I don't understand why I keep getting this ad. And nobody else has seen it. What do you think the next thing will be that charges a subscription service? Like that we have now. Because like... Like ups to a subscription service? Or like maybe something that like might change into... Because like TV turned into Netflix charging a subscription service. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How it's like different. What do you think might change into a subscription service i don't know people should if you're listening you should like write in the comments too if you have like any ideas of like what might be a subscription service later yeah or like what what big changes do you think will happen with social media over the next little while because if you look at it i mean let's just take snapchat for instance snapchat Mm -hmm. is such a good reference for social media growth um Instagram too, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are probably because they're my two most frequent. But if you look at Snapchat when Snapchat first started, it was just pictures. Yep. It was just pictures and videos. Were there videos in the first one? No. It was no? just pictures. It was just pictures. You know, you could send a picture and you could put some text on it and that was it. You couldn't change very little text, just the one line. You couldn't do more yeah, than Yeah, you the couldn't one go line. past the one line. I remember when the multi line update came out. You had to like draw your words yeah. and like a couple extra. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. And then they started with video, and then they threw filters in there. Mm-hmm. Filters were a whole. You remember the fucking rainbow mouth yep. one? That Everyone was the one. Loved that, shit. that was the filter. They added texting before they added the filters and stuff, though, too, which was wild when they added yeah. like, messaging. I was, messaging. I was actually was... mad. I was like, "Why would they have messaging? Why like Snapchats for pictures?" That's dude. like they just ruined the whole point. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, and then um, I remember. I hate ads. I fucking hate them. Mm-hmm. I do not know a single person that's like, ooh, an ad. No, like, nobody. Ooh, how to. nice. And you remember when first, like when social media first started, ads did not exist on Nowhere. them. It was not a thing. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, you did not have ads. Facebook started getting them first. Yep. I feel like I remember Facebook started getting them first. Instagram started getting them, and that one pissed me off pretty bad. I was that like, this was is really annoying. That one was rough. Twitter ads have never bothered me. They always bother me. I always get them. I fucking hate them. I don't ever see them. I, and if I do, I'm I scroll past them so fast that like it doesn't even register. That one is an, it is easy to scroll past. It's easy. Really it is quickly. so easy to ignore ads on Twitter. It is That's so true. fucking easy. It's not like this giant ass picture that interrupts your feed on Snapchat. It's not this fucking TikTok video that jumps mm. in between you watching Snap stories. Snapchat. When Snapchat got ads, oh though, oh my god, it's so that annoying. one sent me. That one sent me through the roof. You know, Game Pigeon has ads now. Oh, I yeah, message I've games. Seen I've seen that. I've seen that. They have ads on, like, you can't see your board, like, before, yeah. like, or after. Fucking iMessage games. It's really? So like, that was supposed to be the one thing we were safe from. Yeah. Fucking iMessage games. It's like playing Snake on your phone and getting a Pizza Hut ad. Excuse me? <laughs> 
Get out of here. Go away. It's fucking annoying. Oh and, my um, god. What was I going to say about Snapchat? Some of the... Actually, I used to... When they first invented, like, the stories and, like, the different uh, kinds of things that they could do, there was this one that was, like, what about the solar system that I really liked? And they had, like, one every couple days that explained something about something in our solar system or something in space, and they used, like, little crafts Mm -hmm. to, like, show it. Really interesting. I really liked it. And then all of a sudden, they started getting the five-second unskippable ads, and it went every two... So, like, every snap thing is, like, what, seven seconds or something? Or, like, eight? Every two snap things, like so, every sixteen seconds, a five second ad, and it just completely destroyed the flow of it. I didn't even want to watch it. I haven't watched it since. Yep. So I can't imagine they like gained a bunch of viewership after that. It's ridiculous, but it's it's money, you know. Yeah. They they promote this company. The company pays for them to promote it. They promote it. People absolutely cannot escape it, and they have to look at it if they're mm-hmm. going to look at social media. Yep. That's the other thing too with social media that I think I really. You know, honestly, I didn't want to flip-flop back into things that I don't like, but it's how the conversation is going. Yeah. One of the things that I really did not like about social media and still don't like is how heavily it just promotes consumerism. Because I don't really like consumerism to fucking begin with. Yeah. I don't buy a lot of new shit. Personally, I do not buy a lot of new shit. Me neither. 90% of the clothes that I own are secondhand. They have been owned before me. Yeah. It just promotes this consumerism. I mean, I'll buy pants brand new because it's super hard to find pants secondhand. That's something I've always struggled with. But shirts, jackets, coats, like decorations for my house, I buy that shit all secondhand because there's no reason for me to go out and buy brand new shit. There's no reason. I don't need brand new shit. Same thing with like half the shit in my kitchen. I'll walk my ass to DI before I go buy it new. For real. You know? That's what I do with my pots and pans and shit. Like my bed frame, secondhand. This chair right next to me, secondhand. My dresser, I've had it since I was fucking 12. For real. Like, we're just constantly in this world where you always have to have the newest, the updated, the sleek, the just big new thing, you know? And social media does nothing but promote that. I mean, think about how many goddamn fucking Fabletics ads I have gone past. I've never seen that. Fabletics is a leggings subscription. (laughs) What? It's a subscription for leggings. You pay like a certain amount every single month and you can get like cheap discounted leggings. I've never heard of that. Yeah, there's also this one (laughs) called fucking Shoe Dazzle and it's like, it's a subscription. You pay a certain amount a month. At least this is what I remember. This I haven't actually opened the websites in so long, but I've been getting these ads since I was like I only see the subscriptions 19. for like the gamer boxes and stuff where you like pay and they send Oh, loot box? Loot, loot box crate? And, yeah, loot crate and Loot stuff. crate? Those are the only ones I know of. Shout out loot crate though. Loot crate's an OG. Loot crate is sick as fuck, honestly. Fucking link loot crate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's this constant promotion of consumerism. Like buy the new makeup, buy the new clothes, buy the new shoes, buy the new consoles, buy the new games, buy the, it's just all the time just new 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 bye 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 and it's because we live in a capitalist society where Mm -hmm. the only thing that we fucking value is goddamn money and it like it sucks because i feel pretty confident in all the clothes that i wear and all the stuff that i have and stuff but sometimes you see all that new stuff on social media and you start to get down yourself like oh i can't afford that anyway and like even though you know you don't need it you like feel like oh Having a Gucci belt would kind of be sick, though. Well, because guess know? what? All the people that have all the followers, mm-hmm, back right back to it, right back to <laughs> promoting and just viewing content where people have, you know, dresses that are $300 and they're wearing $800 shoes and they've got this, you know, $700 purse. Like, you're looking at that saying that person is wearing over two grand, and yeah. I, I can barely afford to spend $20 on a t-shirt, you know? Yeah. But... 
it's just that twenty dollars on a t-shirt i don't spend that much either <laughs> i won't i won't i literally 20, i, I gotta h&m and find that three dollar deal bro. i the only thing i spend money on honestly clothing wise is merch merchandise yep. like artist merchandise like that's it that's the only thing i will drop over twenty dollars for that's a little different though because i like to support them you know exactly I mean? and it's specific you know it's yeah. not just like oh look at this brand yeah you know look at this brand that has been can we talk What's about fucking champion can we talk about how champion was sold at fucking walmart and now to get a hoodie with a little champion logo on the wrist is like sixty dollars yep like it's just this constant promotion of like you just need to have this nice new thing because everybody else has it and it goes back to that pack mentality it goes back to the fact that People constantly want to impress the group. You want to fit in with the group. You want to, you know, you want to blend in and be cool. And you don't want to be that, um, the odd one out, you know. You don't want to be the black sheep of the group. And to jump into, just to kind of go with not wanting to be the black sheep, I remember I wanted to talk about that Vsauce video. where. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the experiment where, so let's say you have five people in a room. One person is part of the experiment and they don't know Mm -hmm. and then the other four people are actors you show them all a graph with four lines on it a b c and d yeah you know line b is they're all kind of aren't they all the same size and they're all like either about the same size and then one of them is like really far off and then they're asked to see which one's the most far off or something like that yeah and if you know three out of the five people say you know a is the one that's different. We all know that B is the one that's different. It's obvious that B is the one that's different. Yeah. So if everybody in the room, except for the person in the experiment, says that A is, A is the one that's different, the person in the experiment is more likely to say A, even though it is obvious that B is the correct answer. Yep. And it also changes, too, if the person only has one or two other people in the room with them, they're more likely to hold their ground and say, no, B is the correct answer. B is the one that's different. But once you get six, seven, eight, nine people in there, yep. you know, that person is then pressured by the group mentality. And just so that they don't stand out as the person being wrong, they will say the incorrect answer intentionally just to fit in with the group. Yep. So if that doesn't show that social media preys on our primal instinct to be accepted, <laughs> I don't know what does. It you know, does. you think about bandwagoning, it's, it's the concept that people always fucking use for things like brands and for things like promotions and stuff. It's, look at how many people are wearing this. Look at how many people have this. Look at all these people have this super nice thing. Like you need it too. You need to be with the group. You need to be correct with the group. And this is what the group has said is right. Fuck, you're killing me, kid. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking about like, my friend Lucas got me a gold watch and I love it. I love it so much. And I wear it all the time. But it's like, would I have ever like thought to get or like my own gold watch? And do I like it just because I see other like rappers and other things like wearing gold watches mm-hmm. and stuff? It's like, what do you actually like? Or like, what's influenced just like to, what's influenced you to make you think you like it? And then just kind of morphed into that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, you can honestly look at things and say like, do I like this because I enjoy this myself? Or do I like this because it was promoted on an Instagram models page, mm-hmm. you know, and they're constantly, the other thing is too, with social media and the thing with consumerism, this kind of all wraps up into one is that they're, especially if you're a woman, I don't know if you experience this as much as I do, but personally you constantly see things for these teeth whitening, you know, agents and mm. 
you know, detox teas and all these slim get fit things constantly shoved in your face all the time. So immediately you're seeing all these people with these super white teeth. You're seeing all these people that are super skinny and promoting this detox mm-hmm. tea. First of all, those detox teas are fucking horrible for you. Basically what it is, is just a <laughs> diarrhea trip for three days. Oh boy. Like you're just flushing everything out of your system and it's totally fucking pointless. Yeah. And then... You know, you can only whiten your teeth so much before they're going to fucking fall out of your head, you know? And it's just constantly promoting these things to make you think that you, already as you are, need to be improving. Yeah. You need to be skinnier. You need to have whiter teeth. You need to get that perm in your hair. You need to be doing your nails all the time. Like, oh my god, dude, fucking fake eyelashes? I hate them. Do I want eyelash extensions? Yes! (laughs) I fucking do! They do the same thing to guys, but in a little bit more of a kind of subtle way they they take like famous guys all the time and put them in their shit they put them they it's not that they necessarily like are in an all-out ad saying like hey buy this thing they put them in the clothes they put them in the scenarios to like make you think about the thing if like a car is if a car company is trying to sell like coilovers or something they're gonna put them in a promotional video quote unquote to like ride around in their cars and like have like coffee and call it like coffee and cars or something like mm-hmm. that. So like, and they'll shove that down your throat. It's like the companies like put these like not ads, but like definitely ads kind of out yeah. and make you think you want stuff because you see the cool people doing it. Yeah. So they kind of do it in a little bit more subtle way, but they definitely like give you those or like they have like interviews where they specifically like try and focus on their diets. And then they like mm-hmm. kind of talk about, Oh yeah, I eat a lot of quest energy bars. I yeah. eat those all the fucking time. They're great. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. And I know what you're talking about when you reference that like energy bar thing and how they're just, they're talking about their routine, you know, they just make it look Mm -hmm. normal. They're like, this is just what I do day in and day out. And you can look like me. I like to eat these energy bars. You know, I like to use, I, I, these are the, you see them working out, you know, they show a video of them going to the gym because it's part of their routine and you see them wearing Wearing. Nike shoes and you see them wearing those gym (laughs) shark leggings. Yeah. The gym shark. (laughs) Yeah. You know? So it's like, that makes sense. Yeah. And it's just that constant promotion of like do better like you're just you're Mm -hmm. not good enough and that's one thing with social media that I feel like the reason that the mental health in the world is at a low is because again you're constantly surrounding yourself with this content that is everything you aspire to be but again slightly unattainable goal might not be able to especially when it comes to things like with body image and stuff like that there are so many different body types in the world. For real. So many different body types. But what type of content do you think that, you know, young boys, young women, young people are consuming are these super fit, like, Marvel superheroes that are fucking shredded. shredded. And, you know, Kylie Jenner Instagram models that are just, have perfect skin and perfect hair and perfect clothes, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's not how majority of America was raised, you know? I was raised on hand-me-downs. You know, I was raised on Kraft mac and cheese, pizza, and McDonald's, you Hell know? Hell yeah. I don't fucking look like Kylie Jenner. The triplex of the <laughs> best foods there are. The, the only nutrition I need. That's my food pyramid. That's my food pyramid. <laughs> but, uh, do you have more to say on that? Or? But yeah, it's, it's just this constant feed of, like, these people that media has presented to be the ideal, mm-hmm. you know, which... We place so much value on how we look and how we appear to other people, and social media just adds fuel to the fire. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about what we don't like about social media and (laughs) how it's negatively affected us, but rather than talk about all the things we do like and kind of stay on the same thing, I think what we should try and talk about is how in our lives we can kind of shift away from those negative things 
one thing that you pointed out is that you can just start to try and unfollow the supermodels, unfollow the people that don't actually contribute anything to real like life and socially and like what you find ideal. Really evaluate what type of con like what the content you're viewing makes you feel Mm -hmm. and if and it's something you have to do consciously you know you get on your phone you pull open instagram and you look at this picture and if the first thing you think when you look at that picture is wow i wish i looked like that probably just unfollow it it. unfollow if it's not a fitness account that is showing you ways to do better Mm -hmm. and not just do better to look better but do better to be healthier and do better to just you know, be a better functioning machine. You know, your body's a machine and you have to keep it oiled. But to just be a better functioning and working human, you know, if it's just somebody that's skinny and pretty and you don't even know them, mm-hmm. what what do you have invested in them other than the fact that you want to be like them and part of you knows you probably won't because you are you and you are not them. Why are you following it? Why mm-hmm. are you absorbing that content, you know? I'm glad I talked to you about this because as you were saying that, I realized I don't really follow any, follow anyone like that for those reasons, but I do follow a lot and see a lot of things that are inherently negative because I think in the guys space of the internet or like the part of the internet that I interact with the most, which is like kind of deeper, more on the like gaming and like computer software and all this mm-hmm. upside, there is a metric fuck ton of negativity and pessimism towards pretty much every topic that you can imagine. If you are on a forum and you're watch and you're looking about cars and all the cool things about cars, there is an equally large and alive forum that is just as a uh, is just as adamant about talking shit about cars as there is one about talking good about cars and talking shit about people who like cars. Yeah. And talk, just so you no, know, depending on where you at, where you're at, and what you're viewing, you might be viewing something that is like kind of like a very pessimistic, like downer kind of view. I was following a couple people on Twitter that kind of just hate on everything, and they're they're funny and like they make me laugh, but they literally like I don't want to call anybody out, but I know somebody personally that I've kind of cut ties with because they constantly every single thing that I've seen them post is I can't believe people do this fuck them it's so stupid just or, negative or uh, they're like one thing was like oh I can't believe uh, uh, people watch anime oh god you're such a piece of shit like go out and get some sunlight like they'd say it in a funny way so I kind of laughed at it yeah. but like you realize after a while like wow they literally don't have anything good to say about anything well and the other thing is too is if they can make you laugh I'm sure as hell that there's somebody else out there that's positive that can also make you laugh mm-hmm. you know it's just choosing to cut ties with certain content even though it may have been funny in the past you may have enjoyed it before mm-hmm. but now when you look at it and the first thought that you have is something negative you have a negative emotion towards it it makes you angry it makes you feel bad about yourself it makes you upset don't pay attention to it if it's something that you're genuinely interested in and obviously there's a negative side to it you know that's you have you have to play Everybody it by ear know that there's a probably negative side to anything you yeah like. any anything you like is gonna have its exact opposite but again just viewing really evaluating the content that you're absorbing can change so much again I started reading, you know, and Mm -hmm. I haven't been doing it as much as I need to lately. But the fact is, is that when I'm reading, I'm absorbing content that is beneficial. It's positive. It's informative. You know, it's all these things that I enjoy and that I like to consume rather as where I go on Instagram or I go on Twitter and all these things. And I'm looking at all these people that I wish I could be like Mm -hmm. and what positivity is that giving me you know and if you're reading things that are just negative comment after negative comment and you're getting more and more and more mad you're investing your time into something you know is upsetting you when you could just cut it off 
True. You could just cut it off. You know, it's it's literally like burning your skin over and over again and not putting out the match. And just saying, like, I don't like this. I don't like this. Like, this upsets me. I don't like this. And, and just not keep, putting like, out the match. And keeps coming through your feet. With that buzzer. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, people, it's the same. It's a Vsauce video. We were talking about the Vsauce experiment with the lines and stuff. There's another one where people need stimuli. They need to be stimulated and they don't like to be bored. So, if you put somebody in a room with a buzzer that will literally shock and hurt you every time you press it, people, like, if you leave that person in the room with that thing for 40 minutes they will touch it literally several times before that 40 minutes up because they need something to do they need to be stimulated they can't just sit there with their own thoughts for 40 minutes straight which that's just how humans be human beings are that's how we are in this day and age is we constantly need this flow of stimulation and so social media is so easy to use to Mm -hmm. stimulate you it's so so easy it's so accessible Mm -hmm. it's literally on your person almost at all times punching you in the face and you'd still take it just because you want to see these people so to go (laughs) i know we're kind of all over the place this episode but to just jump back to the social media addiction i had this paragraph here that i really liked um it's from we'll see if we can link the website down below but it is send me the link right now yeah so it is from recovery worldwide llc um addiction center and it's this piece on social media addiction and it talks about how social media use looks very similar to any substance abuse or other addictive disorder Mm -hmm. it behaves the same way it has things like mood modifications and stuff so how you engage in social media um changes your emotional states if you see something that you really don't like you're going to be upset you know you hear some news that you really don't like and you're angry you talk about it because you're mad you know um you can get super sucked into things that just consume you and they consume what you're thinking about so obviously that's going to change your emotional state yeah um it says behavioral cognitive and emotional preoccupation with social media so just constantly being preoccupied with it just Thinking about it all the time, you know, you think about when you're sitting in an Uber or something, just sitting by yourself. Instead of talking to the driver, what do you do? You jump out and you get on your phone. Yeah. You're constantly thinking about it. You're in a work meeting. You feel your phone buzz immediately right there. There's the cue. And you're sitting there and you're thinking about it. You're like, I wonder who that was. I want to read that text. Like, what just happened? Is this news? Exactly. They always get me at work. Exactly. And then a tolerance as well. You use it more and more over time as the Mm -hmm. addiction grows. You use it continuously. And then withdrawal symptoms, if you don't have it, you crave it. You want... Oh, God, it's true, real. You know, you think about you go on a camping trip and you don't have service for four or five days. The first thing you do when you get home and you can sit down and check your phone is you go through every Every. social media platform. You're going through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, fuck it, LinkedIn. Like, (laughs) it doesn't matter. (laughs) Fuck it, LinkedIn. You're going through everything. Um, and like I said, you, you miss it when it's not there. You crave it. Yeah. Um, you know, conflict, interpersonal issues, it affects relationships heavily. You know, I've, my own boyfriend has gotten upset with me when I've sat on Facebook instead of talking to him and hanging out with him. You know, (laughs) it's, it's just one of those things that you, again, you're obsessed with it. You're constantly throwing your time into it. You think about somebody that has substance addiction and you're upset because they're cutting themselves off from everybody to feed this addiction. They're cutting themselves off to be surrounded by this thing. Mm -hmm. And then on the last one, it talks about um, relapse. And it's where you have those periods of time where you're like, I'm done. I'm I'm chilling out with it. I'm not going to be on it all the time. 
and after that period you tend to fall right back into it and it pulls you in so easily and I think it's important to talk about social media as an addiction because it's not viewed as a substance it's not viewed as something that can hurt you yeah you know especially because we already don't really view the brain as an organ that can get sick and that can you know have symptoms of things and it's hard to think of it like that exactly you know that's that's why we have all these revolutions coming through with depressive disorders and anxiety disorders and mental health is because people are standing up and saying everything else in the body is an organ including the brain and every other organ can get sick so why couldn't the brain Mm -hmm. and with you know let's say you have something wrong with your body let's say you have stomach ulcers or something you know and you are doing drugs and you're addicted to drugs you're only fueling that problem even further if you have depression or anxiety by viewing these accounts on social media that first of all aren't regulated at all they're just there you can follow whoever the fuck you want especially if it's an open account you can follow and view whatever the fuck you want and that content that you're constantly absorbing can be damaging to your mental health the same way that addictive drugs and substances can damage your health over time as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think talking about it as an actual addiction and as something that, you know, honestly, like, I don't want to say that it should be regulated, but when I think about it, you know, we regulate everything that's an addiction. You know, we're like, I don't even know how I want to word this right now, but it's just the fact that it is... A legitimate addiction it consumes people's lives and it's completely unregulated anybody can use social media anybody can become addicted to social media and people don't really talk about that people don't really talk about their close friend or family member that they know that has an in-depth social media addiction it's, kind of, it's like socially acceptable to be addicted to social it media. is exactly it's, it's something that's like, okay since people can base their careers off of it because when you're addicted to alcohol you kind of become a deadbeat and you kind of become mm-hmm. an alcoholic and like bad things happen when you're addicted to social media it can turn into like a career it can be you like, can become that prospects. verified account you can have all those followers you can be mm-hmm. getting paid by that platform to do that but the fact is is that in the world of social media majority of us are consumers rather than producers yeah we don't most of us are just viewing the content that's being created rather than creating it ourselves. Yep. And at that point, we are just intaking and intaking. And again, like you said, it's socially acceptable to be addicted to social media and nobody gives a shit. People might care and be like, man, I wish my friend would talk to me and hang out with me more, but they're always on their phone. They're always checking social media. But it's, is anybody going to do anything about it? Nope. Nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> so a good topic for next time. We wanted to talk about how the changes social media are making to like the mainstay kind of things that we do like texting and calling. We kind of wanted to get into that next time. And then we also wanted to talk a little bit more about how, um, the world that we're in now is very reminiscent of some of the dystopian novels that were made in the eighties and nineties and maybe even seventies, such as like, um, Isaac Asimov's like I robot and 1984, mm-hmm. all these other things We're kind of living in that world. And we're just kind of accepting it. We're just letting it happen. Especially with all the surveillance in Hong Kong and how they're like treating their citizens. No, South Korea or is it Hong Kong? In China. In in China, um, they're, as far as I know. Like the point system. I don't don't know about the point system, but I do know that even their internet access, what they can do on the internet is highly, highly regulated. Their information is regulated. It's they can't view things that the government doesn't mm-hmm. want them to view That's at all. a lot of Europe. You can't just Google something about the government if they don't want you to see it. Mm-hmm. But it does kind of make you wonder, 
it does kind of make you wonder how much is really regulated in the U.S. that we just don't know about. Maybe. Because the fact is, is when you look at the government on a large scale, we are so small in comparison, and mm-hmm. they've been fucking us in the ass for years, true. so what's to stop them from regulating the information we have access to? That's true, but let's bring it back. That's for next time. <laughs> bring it back, bring it bring back. Bring it back. And so, but you don't know about the point system? No. So there's the social credit score. In, I don't remember if it was China or South Korea or somewhere, they like have cameras and they like have face detection and you have like a credit score of like social. So like a social credit score. So if you like litter or like, or like get in a fight, like your, your social credit score goes down. That's literally an episode you, of Black Mirror. It lit- yeah, it's literally it's lit- an episode of Black It's real. It's a real thing. It's a real thing that's happening. So we're going to talk about that next time. We're going to talk about the crazy things that social media is doing to change how we're living now. This was kind of about how social media is uh what affecting it is. us and just, like why it's addictive and why it's wrong and like things just about what it. it is in our lives yeah you know what so, it is in people our ages lives yeah so the next time we'll segue with that starting with the social media how it's changing the other like the complete world and then how we're living in something that people 80 years ago would have you and know, with, had nightmares about exactly and and with that you know something people 80 years would have had nightmares about with that the technological advancement and what it's like living with rapid technological advancements all the time i mean you think about when we were kids we started out flip phones weren't even a thing when we were young i think people tend to forget that i I think people think that our generation was just born into smartphones and it's like i didn't get my first smartphone until i was at least over the age of 13 i can remember the first phone i ever held Mm -hmm. so when you can remember that you know i was old enough to like remember things obviously exactly and so just talking about that rapid technological advancement and how it has shaped our lives how it has played into our lives and how it will continue to change and play into our lives in the future all right but that is time so yeah we're at an hour thanks for coming to 98 perspective we'll have links in the comments below to things like vsauce um we talked about a couple of his videos. The the thing that you're talking about the, from the paragraph of that thing. Yeah, the thing, paragraph. The we'll cite, cite our sources that cite we can, sources, but leave uh, some comments on your thoughts. Obviously, we're just still getting started and yeah. trying to kick this off. We'll get our flow. <laughs> if you made it this far, that obviously means you like it, right? Applause so you to should. you. should consider subscribing to the channel so you know every time we upload like and, and comment you should also well. like and then comment so we know so that we can get that exposure exactly. too. like so, we're trying to grow with y'all <laughs> so yeah thank Jesus. you to everybody that listened this far you are like amazing we love you and uh tune in next week or maybe two weeks who knows <laughs> who knows